I cannot say that I knew Peter Rechberg personally. I only knew his music. I often listened to it both live and recorded. I also often listened to the music of other people who would publish through his label, Editions Mego, and I could feel his aesthetic sensitivity and musical taste in it as well. When he died, I suddenly felt a huge emptiness or void. I felt as if I was being deprived of my future, where I could still listen to his music, see him performing live, where I would buy and listen to all the records he would still produce and publish, where he would still create uninterruptedly. Suddenly, this abandoned body of work I hope he would still produce appeared in front of my eyes as never going to happen. It all was gone before it even materialized. Even though it would never exist, it felt like it was taken away. It was a very egoistic feeling, but I felt deprived of the possibility and the future of his great music. I think this is something humanity feels when such a complete artist passes away prematurely. Especially when we all expect them to live forever, or at least live a long and very productive life so we can all consume their art without any interruption or shortage. Die. You can't do that to a listener. I wanted to scream to paraphrase the famous poem but my favorite Polish poet. After his death, my social media burst with testimonies in which people, mostly musicians, remember Pete as they would call him tenderly. This would indicate the deeply personal and professional relationship they would have with him. My friend Peter, my dear Pete, our beloved friend and companion Pete, etc., When I learned about his death, I immediately remembered my only personal encounter with Peter Rechberg. It was a special one. We both were guests at the music festival in a remote village in Poland. It was a very special edition because that year the festival didn't receive public funding, so all artists performed there for free, having only their travel and accommodation costs covered. Peter would perform there live the night before, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever attended. His music was powerful, yet fragile, porous and organic. It was breathing and living, even though it came from a huge synthesizer that looked like a giant machine with millions of different entangled and colorful cables coming out of it. That night the stage looked like an operating theater, with Peter standing motionlessly at the operating table carrying out an open-heart surgery with the greatest virtuosity, precision and attention to detail. A man and his machine. The slightest mistake would cost a life, and yet I didn't feel any tension listening. Peter's music would electrify the entire auditorium. The atmosphere at his concerts was always sacrosanct, and nobody dared to interrupt his mystical ceremony, but that concert was even more special. The next day, the festival organizers arranged a taxi to the airport for me, and I found out that I and Peter would be driven in it together. I remember his music from the night before, and I thought I would feel intimidated by the presence of this amazing musician. But all I saw was a kind, quiet, and humble person with a lot of very heavy suitcases. We had a small chat at the beginning of the ride, And then the taxi driver turned on the car radio very loud and the pop music immediately filled out the entire space of the car so that we couldn't hear each other anymore. We just exchanged our looks. 
with understanding, but without judgment, and fell deeper into our thoughts. Besides the music being so loud and so irrelevant, it was a very pleasant ride. Thank you, Peter Rechberg, for your music and your silence. <laughs> 